0: stories connect us as humans a well-told story can motivate and inspire us storytelling is the ultimate superpower be the drop is a weekly podcast that investigates how to tell stories that engage join me amelia veal on our shared journey to become better storytellers in episode 280 Founder of Soul Archaeology, Suzanne Thompson, joins me to discuss how to create space and time to practice self-love. Suzanne shares how through her journey and development of oneness with self, especially through the practice of meditation, she has come to realize how incredibly empowering these skills are. Suzanne is now on a mission to share daily meditation practices for five- to eight-year-olds to help skill the next generations to be emotionally stronger, more resilient and happier. This is Suzanne's version of Be The Drop. Are you starting a podcast? Narrative Marketing delivers a full range of podcast production and training options. Visit narrativemarketing.com.au or hit the link in the show notes for more details. Suzanne, thank you so much for joining us for our next episode of Be The Drop. Thank you,
1: Amelia. I'm grateful to be here.
0: And it is, it's a gorgeous day. The sun is shining. I think grateful seems like a wonderful word for today. Now, to get us started, to understand a bit about you and who you are and the journey you're on, I've asked you to think about a story or you know, a series of events or a moment that really was pivotal on your journey to where you are now. So can you share that with us? Oh, Thanks
1: for me where i am today as a human who is a has the role of mother of two children change maker and advocate of being the bridge between where you are and where you want to be i the sequence of events that have happened over primarily the last to five years was that I was someone who was constantly moving constantly changing jobs constantly seeking but realized that all that I had was already there and all that I needed was already there so the pivotal moment for me was actually after A 15-year marriage broke up and Left with two small children and two suitcases No, home no job in Canberra. What do I do? Transform myself how Ask for help and that's what it was. I asked for help of two friends. I returned to South Australia and the moment is that Realising that I don't have to do it on my own and it's about asking
0: for help. That's a powerful story to get us started. So boom. (laughs) Thank you. You're welcome. And there are so many layers in there that I want to unpack about asking for help. And, you know, we say that, oh, you should just ask for help. And it's a really simple statement, but very hard to enact And I'm not sure why. I'm not sure why sometimes it's so hard to ask for help. But particularly when, you know, it's, you know, you're struggling, it's an emotional challenge and you've got all these layers and barriers of things to work through. It can be hard to ask for help. And it's interesting because I think it's one of those skills. The more we practice it, the better we get at asking for help. So I'd love to know you know that experience so you were obviously at a pivotal moment and you were limited with options so that asking for help may have been one of those only options but how did you go through that process and what advice would you give around asking for help
1: so it wasn't um it was it was hard to start with is because you you take on this role of thinking that you can be that you know I am all things and I have to be everything and unpacking that is um, over the last five years, I've realized that I do need to live that purpose every day, which is I am, un- I am unable to be all things for all people. And so by ringing a friend and saying, them actually witnessing that I wasn't coping, that I wasn't in a happy space, I was feeling shame and those, those feelings, it was something to say I it puts you in that moment of vulnerability and which is actually courage and, and you know and it doesn't matter who what teacher or who other has given you those stories any form of warrior has to go through that two-edged sword as we live in this ampersand world so what is courage is also vulnerable what is light is also dark so there's one coin two sides and i've just been practicing that and to ask for help in that in that first instance it then enabled me to see a lot more clearly so then it enabled me to me see what access to services there were within the community which we sometimes don't understand and we don't know why they're there because it's this massive ecosystem which seems to be clouded so and by practicing stillness and sitting with that a lot That was that whole thing of understanding of what do I need, what do I, and so now it's led me to this where every day, every conversation I have with people, no matter their age, gender or whatever, the question is, what do I, you know, what do I need from this conversation? Um, And you know, from you, what do I need from you? And then how can I ask that? And then there's this, Sort of pitch of who I am or story, and how that you know is how that ask is going to assist me on the trajectory of achieving what it is I want to achieve every day. And then the next one is then, then what can I give? So, what do you need? So, then there's that full 100 and you know 360 degree turnover of ask and give
0: Mm. always to practice. And it's interesting because in I, um have this year been really focusing on this concept which I call duality which you're talking about um and, and finding and I think it's a, it's this practice finding stillness finding space for things giving myself time to understand that we can have challenges we can have go through family scenarios where we feel grief and sadness and those feelings are intense and real And in that same day, there can be joy, Yes, there can be happiness and we can see our children do something and enjoy that moment or smell a flower and, you know, be inspired by a walk and, you know, the world around us. We can have that those such polar things and this is obviously a concept and and journey that you've been on and through that journey you've now created soul archaeology and you focus on meditation for five to eight year olds which is such an interesting circle so tell me about how you've taken that lived experience the journey you've been on and put that into this frame of meditation for children that I'm really fascinated where did how did that come about
1: there was an aha moment because um, what was happening was, so I took I used I used to put myself in that box of being what was called a crisis meditator. So if stuff went wrong, or I was overwhelmed, or had some form of feeling grief or anxiety, I would take myself away from whatever situation and I would sit and breathe and sit in stillness, and um, and that would help. But like any pill. It would wear off. So I then chose the journey and I had an ask. It was like, how can, what do I need? And I started to study meditation and did a very deep, intense course, um, which was online and um, in person, and did a lot of reading and everything else. And then with that, part of the journey was to practice meditating twice a day. So um, have these sort of bookends, um, start your day and end your day. And so then you don't carry through. So having a twice a day practice, doing that every day for more than 56 days, got me to then realize that that was too rigid. (laughs) And a lot of people were keeping asking me, it was like, Suzanne, you know, we've noticed a change. You're a lot more calmer. You have an understanding, and you can actually, tra- and you can have these conversations. You've got a better understanding. How did you do that? This is what I'm doing, and then I was working on it with adults, and then all of a sudden, there it was. Why don't we teach these practices to our children? Can you teach <coughs> kids how to meditate? And I'm like, yeah, anyone can meditate. Kids actually do it naturally. They're in that mindful. They can be in those mindful spaces but there's the power of rather than seeing meditation as a relaxation process, it's take it to the point of starting your day in a practice of stillness, which allows you to have that ability to accept that joy in one moment and grief in the next and know that it's not you, you've done nothing wrong, it's okay. And with eight minutes five to eight minutes, it allows them to just be. And it was, I was looking at it going, well, there's a lot of people working with adults, teenagers, well, not as much teenagers, but I suppose, you know, 20s and 30s, when people are trying to discover themselves a lot more, why don't we start right from the get-go, bring it all in, and then we will reduce those anxieties, those stresses that are already very, very present within children
0: incredibly powerful imagine if rather than you know getting to our 20s 30s or in my case 40s um and going oh I I need some of these tools I need to improve my skills what's this meditation thing you know imagine if we did start earlier and that was something you know we were talking before we started recording about just turning the education system on its head and the changes that are needed to move it out of that industrial style education and you know self self love and care and you know mental health that comes from meditation imagine studying that at primary school you know what a powerful thing i think it it, it makes such sense
1: because well, it allows you to it prepares you for those massive transitions And it's it's coming at it from a preventative perspective rather than an intervention perspective. And I mean, and this is years of my experience, which pulls me in having from, I was always working in that change space, but it was always as an intervention space, even as an an archaeologist, which is where half of the name comes from. Initially, there was intervention where we, and rather than, it's not about, we could never preserve absolutely everything but we could, we could at least record it and have that history and prehistory there without it being destroyed first and then going, oh my God, we made a mistake. <laughs> you mm. know, or, oh my gosh, we've made a mistake. And then, so that was where it was looking at it, it was coming at it from that prevention base. And there is that connection to the, to the soul, to the light, to whatever word it or, or anyone uses. It's that connection to the self. Mm and that's what it is and trusting the self Mm. trusting your trusting your gut trusting all of those things that you have this ability to do all of these things Mm.
0: you know and you know it makes complete sense to do it as a preventative rather than a reactive Mm. you know preempt give people the tools and skills should they need them they're already there rather than the event the trigger, the instance, whatever happens, and then they need to learn the skills when they're in a position or space of potential trauma or mm. upset. Yeah, it makes so much more sense to to train those skills earlier. So you've got this concept, and then you're on a journey. You go right, okay. You're gonna build something out of this. Mm. Uh, I know that you know you've connected with Startup Adelaide, South Start, some of the really great ecosystems for that entrepreneurial thinking and building of business within within Adelaide and you've also in conversation around a network and streaming your content so I'm really interested to know then how you've built that idea you've got this passion you've got the idea to help you know children meditate what do you do what's the next step what happened then so I I actually had the
1: concept set up to go live in February of last year Um, And with what unfolded around the world I realized that I was just going to become another online sort of content giver and I would have got consumed in the pool in some ways I could have been a leader in that but I knew that there needed to be something different Um, what was the point of difference is the fact that um there's yes there are already a lot of other different apps available for people to actually access that content but where I where I changed was that how do we be how do i or we be local and global at the same time so yet again that ampersam world so what i have now done is i've connected with a couple of online um, education platforms and working with um, daily meditation practices and then going live and doing those as live streams, so people can actually attend a class and then they can learn how to um, what it means to meditate, and we sort of have a discussion and talk a bit like that. But with the children, what I have done is there's two ways. So it's online streaming every day. It's pre it, it initially it's pre-recorded, um, but then the opportunity straight away to the children is they get then asked to feedback. And they actually get to choose what the theme is and the theme is what does the world need more of and they feed that in and then that comes in so then usually after about the first week or two it's then brought in and then their theme is there because what the kids are feeling what the children are feeling what the world needs is actually what the world needs because we have got that energy that Mm -hmm. ecosystem it's all connected um And then, so there's an opportunity then, so it's actually they get to sit down in the classroom, um, start their day, visually get to see, they can look at it, and then there's music behind as well, which is at a particular frequency, which is all connected to how it is to enable us to sit at that vibrational level. So, and then the other option, and then the other streaming option is um, we're going to be doing live on tv so it'll be through a streaming station and um, that'll be accessible and there'll be um, it'll be safe to do at home so parents carers um, can sit in that same space and um, experience the journey and then this is also an opportunity for teachers as well so that they can
0: establish their own practice Mm. so you know that's and you've got multiple prongs you're coming at you know, these from, I like that, the local and the global aspect mm. to bring that together. So what's been your biggest challenge in bringing this together? I mean, you mentioned the fact that, <laughs> well, COVID happened and everything turned on its head. But from your more rather than the global happenings, what about with you and your business journey personally?
1: Um, for me, it was, I, um, I yeah, I can, all I wanted to do was just record meditations and um, with music and with visuals. For me, the biggest thing was is that I didn't know how to run a business. I didn't get that education at school. Um, and so I, I don't know how about how to market. I don't you know how to do marketing, how to write a marketing strategy and all of that sort of stuff. And it wasn't about scared about getting my content out there. But what it was for me was that I needed to ensure that if I was going to go on to any other platform or work with other people, I needed to really make sure that they actually aligned with my core values and my core focus, and and, and that's a big question um, that a lot of people go, oh, well, you know, you know, you can sometimes you can adjust, and it's like, well, actually, no, it's a very it's a very powerful ecosystem, and. Either I feed what is still perpetuating and causing that darkness, or I align myself better with people that are already in that space. So for me, it was co-collaboration. I always wanted it, and it was I was just saying because I found that it was become very singular. And so it's by reaching out to those org- to those communities, you know, through Startup Adelaide, through CEO, through. Um, even just the schools and all of that was, so for me, the biggest struggle was just getting it out there and seeing people and being able to understand that how I speak isn't sometimes understood by other people. So it's just about getting that traction.
0: Mm. Yeah. 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 And, and making sure that you're, and I suppose for you to understand that, that people don't necessarily always speak that language or therefore understand what it is exactly you're saying. that's then that the broadness and the view yeah so it's constantly working on your pitch and I mean
1: and that's what it is it's like it and then you have it differently it's like people want to know your story mm. because they need to say okay they need to actually recognize that you're a leader in this it's like so why did you do this and it's like well because my life was crap well in my eyes my life I wasn't happy I just wasn't happy and it was like how can I sit and do what I need to do how where was the knowledge? I mean. But what it came to me was that all I wanted was the world to be, I want to love everyone and tell the truth. And I had that vision at eight.
0: Hmm. And, and now you're coming back I'm around. I'm coming back
1: around. And it's like, okay, and it's taken me, you know, it's it's taken over nearly 40 years for that to happen and that's okay, you know, because I'm now a parent of two two emerging humans who... I learn from them more each day, you know, and they, they assist me with my practice and they, and they have their own practice, you know, and that's what it is. It's like, yeah. Mm.
0: It's duality again. Duality, that? yeah, <laughs> it is.
1: It, it's that, you know, so where you are in that space of duality, you know, and, and it's like, and then there's, and then, yeah, there's systems and the conversations that you talk about non-duality and it's like, because then you have that oneness but you have to also understand that we do have oneness is something where you do actually accept that there is that duality that there is all these
0: different things mm. happening and well, oneness doesn't exist in a vortex
1: yeah <laughs> so <laughs> exactly it doesn't exist
0: uh, yeah. Well, thank you. I mean, look, honestly, there are so many elements of what you're doing and your journey that we could talk for ages. But I would encourage listeners to seek out Susan, um, her channels. There will be links in the show notes. But in conclusion, can you share with us your Be The Drop tip? So that's your top tip for communication that motivates and inspires and connects us with others.
1: Actually, come, when it comes to practice... Um, accept that it comes in so many forms don't be scared of it Um, there's no right or wrong so by showing up you can sit down and you by sitting even for one moment one breath that breath enables you to rise and be who you were already meant to be